0: are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. And now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist on a mission. I have helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for your future exit. Because business worth selling is also a business worth owning. I want to share some of these strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, uh, I have something really great to share with you. I've got five ways to turn your business into one worth selling. So go pick that up. It's for free on my website at TrajectoryBiz, that's B-I-Z com. So my guest today is Eric Serapian. Eric is the owner of My South Bay. It is a digital marketing agency located in the South Bay region of LA here, and his agency specializes in helping small to mid-sized businesses gain exposure online with a variety of digital marketing strategies. He focuses on driving traffic to his clients' websites utilizing The power of search engines and optimizing websites to be ranked organically. You know, guys, this is the best way to do it. And he calls this practice search engine optimization. So, Eric, I'm so excited to have you on Profit with a Plan. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Marsha. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So, let's start with the beginning. Um, You know, people fear search, you know, trying to put their ranking and get on there, explain that to us in a very simple
1: term. Sure, so uh, what it is, is there are search engines out there like the, the big ones, Google, Bing, Yahoo, et cetera. That when a user is searching for something they go to the search box and they type in what they're looking for. And so you have the search engine results page that comes up. Usually at the, the top two or three are what is called sponsored where the advertiser is purchasing that real estate and at the bottom of the page the bottom two or three are sponsored the middle of the page there there's 10 on a page that are organically listed there you cannot buy placement for that google is not selling that uh, real estate on their website so that's precious for a small to mid-sized business to be ranked on that list and there's 10 on a page Uh, As far back as you want to go, usually people don't go past the, you know, second or third page uh, in their searches. So what you want to do is you want to rank for that. The Mm -hmm. process of getting ranked for that is called search engine optimization. You're optimizing to get listed on those search results.
0: Wow. Wow. Thank you. That was very well put and super important because I don't think everybody realizes that those first three or even the last couple are paid advertising. And, um, you know, the consumer doesn't necessarily know that. And they often click right there on it. And those are pretty expensive to, to get, right? You know, when you, start, uh, when you start trying to buy your way onto Google, I mean, I'm sure that that can be quite expensive.
1: It's expensive. And, you know, every day it's getting more expensive as more people, more companies are looking to enter the digital marketing field. You're getting more and more competition. So, yeah, it's a right. it's, uh, it's good to spend some money on Google ads, depending on your budget. But what you want to do is you want to create an online community through your social media to have people come to your website and subscribe to your email list to be able to have some work that you've done to get on optimized for Search engines, you kind of want to go in a direction where um, you know eventually you're going to have your own following. You're going to have traffic coming in from Google, the the free traffic, as opposed to constantly buying. You know, click today could be five dollars, and maybe next year could be seven, and ten years later could be whatever. So you want to you want to get in uh, sooner than later because Google and and most of the search engines out there for the organic. Uh, campaigns, it rewards consistency. Mm. So if, if you spin up a site tomorrow, it's not like you're going to get ranked and get traffic from the search engines two days later. It's ah. just not how it works.
0: You know, that's that's really important because, um, you know, the basics is is you want people to find you online, right? And that's where you're going to wanna be ranked so people can find you. Um, There are are reasons though, that you're going to come in organically and go out to your own list. But let me ask you a question here. When you are ranking on that um, first or second page, um, what are they looking for? What is it that that Google looks for inside of your website um, to put you on that page?
1: Sure, that's a good question. And if we can take a step back and figure out you know, what makes Google happy, mm. then we can reverse engineer what to do. Yes. And so Google's entire purpose is to create uh, the best possible user experience for the user. They, they've always felt like the advertisers will find them if they're able to deliver uh, traffic to the, to the advertisers. Mm. So, what it's trying to do is, it's trying to give a good user experience. For example, If you go to Google and you search for something, and then from Google, you click and you go from Google to that website. And let's say it takes 10 seconds to load that page. You get frustrated and you go back and you don't even remember the website you went to. You just remember that Google referred them to you. So you have have a bad, bad user experience. Now, the more bad experiences you have as a user, you're going to look to other search engines to see if you could get a better user experience. That's why Google is always making sure that, you know, when you go to a pay, when you, when they refer you to a website, uh, the load time is good. You don't have these pop-ups that come up that back in the day, it almost like freeze your website. Sometimes, you know, with all these pages that would pop up, you know, you would go to abc.com and it would take you to xyz.com, you know, it would go Mm -hmm. to a different page, Um, you know, practices like that, that, um, are frowned upon by Google. So if we understand that, then we can play within the parameters of what Google is trying to do and, and uh, kind of work the campaign that way. Because you have websites, so, sorry, you have websites where you go to the website and then there are broken links everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, the navigation isn't good. You know, you, you you go down the funnel and then you want to go back a couple of pages and the pages are expired you know, things like this, where it's, it's, uh, you, f- you feel like, okay, let me just get out of this website and, you know, go to another website in my search for what I'm looking for.
0: Gotcha. So you use the word Google a lot, which we all know it's, it's, it's a verb out there, or is it a noun, whatever it's, it's a common use ter- term, but are the other sites like Bing and what were some of the other ones that you mentioned? Yeah, are yeah, are who, they all using the same kind of methodology?
1: Absolutely. It's a similar, you know, they're, they're following Google. Google's the uh, big one out there, most of the searches are going through Google. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to keep up with Google because there have been other, many other search engines that have come and gone before Google. Mm-hmm. And they were more advertiser centric. Mm-hmm. And they always were, were like, okay, let me get the advertisers in. Let's get the money in, then we'll do. and and But they weren't giving the best user experience. So the users kept leaving them. Ah. And so like when, when you go to Google, and you type in a keyword, let's say you're in real estate, mm-hmm. and you type in real estate agent or commercial real estate broker or whatever key- keyword you're going for. And it you you, you want to get a search result where it comes up in your neighborhood. Because if you're a real estate agent in Los Angeles, and someone is searching for a real estate agent in Seattle, it really does them no good. Sure. And so again, I'm going to use the same phrase, it's not a good user experience. So Google is trying to figure out by going into your back end of your site, spidering and crawling your website, figuring out what you do, where you're located, and whether you're an expert uh, on the field in, in the field. So that's why it's it, you know it's constantly testing to see, you know, uh, what your site is about, how it's doing, and it has certain metrics to kind of guesstimates whether they want to rank you or not and at what position they want to rank you.
0: Love it. Love it. This is this is great education, Eric. I mean, this is this is just what listeners need to know about when, because it's almost a foreign language when someone comes to you and says, oh, search engine optimization and you're going, wait a minute, mm-hmm. what is that and what do I have to do? And what I did today, is that still going to be good tomorrow? Or or do I have to change everything up again? Because you know, there's there's just so much going on. Um but let me ask you a question. So you brought up search, um, search words, keywords. Um, how do we find out the right keywords that our customer is going to be typing in when searching for us?
1: Sure. So uh, th- there's a free tool offered by Google. It's called Keyword Planner, Google hmm. Keyword Planner. Like um, I, I use uh, some other tools that do a deeper dive into it, but there's a monthly feed to, to these apps. Uh, SEM Rush, Ahrefs, Moz, SpyFu, there's plenty of them out there. So generally what we do is when we're consulting a client or when we're onboarding a client, we start with two things. We start with taking a look at where the website is ranked for right now, getting an idea of what keywords the business would love to rank for that they're not ranked for. Or it could be that they're ranked number 80 for a particular keyword and they'd like to be on the top 10 because it's a very important keyword and it would convert very well. Uh, There are tools where you can put in the website address and it'll give you a list of keywords that are ranked. It'll say for this keyword, you rank number one. It gets about 300 searches a month and gives certain metrics. So you can kind of take a look and strategize based on those um, statistics and those reports.
0: So, So, there's a method to it. It's not a random, oh, here's the word that I like, but it's here's the word that actually people are thinking about when they're trying to find you or you'd like them to find you.
1: Exactly. So, um, you know, we want to know what the business owner wants to rank for, also. But sometimes there's so many variations of it, uh, of a particular business and their keywords that, you know, uh, we're looking for keywords that have a, a higher search volume lower competition level for that keyword and extremely relevant. Mm. We don't want to waste our time optimizing and going through all the trouble of getting ranked for a particular keyword where the profit margin is low or they don't want that business anyway. We want something that when, when we get those keywords ranked and we start getting that traffic coming in from Google that it's a it's it's almost like a game changer for their for their business to have that happen. Awesome. And awesome. so the second thing that we do is we do a competitor analysis for the keywords. So we ask our clients to give us at least five, at the most 20 direct competitors. So we do that same exercise where we run a report and see which keywords their competitors are ranked for, those keywords, what's the search volume, et cetera. So we put together the report and we present it to our client. And we say, this month, let's lock in on 10 keywords that we're going to start to optimize for. Uh, you know whatever the number is, two keywords, fifty keywords, whatever it is. And so that way we uh, because a lot of times when we ask for uh, keywords from the clients, we get very uh, broad uh, search terms, like one word. Mm. you know uh, like back in the day I used to uh, I used to own a jewelry company and we we went after the word jewelry, or yeah. we went after the keyword gold. Right. And that doesn't work because with jewelry you have, are you selling your jewelry? Are you buying, are you repairing, are you appraising? If it's jewelry, is it a watch, is it a necklace, is it an engagement ring, a wedding? You know, there's so many things that even when you rank, it doesn't, it's not going to convert anyway. They're just, you're right. going to get a lot of traffic that comes in. And then after that, it's uh, it's it's for nothing. And right. to, to rank on the top 10 for the keyword jewelry is next to impossible for a small business, <laughs> given that there's Tiffany's and Cartier and these Beasts of uh, the industry that have been there for such a long time. And so the the goal is to go after the the longer tail keywords, maybe three words or five, six word uh, uh, keyword phrases. Let's say I'll stick to the example of jewelry. If it was men's uh, platinum, diamond, comfort fit wedding band. Now that keyword phrase might get 200 searches a month, but if you optimize for it and you have that item, you're going to have a much higher rate of conversion. So you can go after those keywords that are, you know, people are searching for, as opposed to, you know, uh, trying to go after jewelry. So we use those examples with clients where we can say, okay, your competitors are ranked for these keywords. And are these relevant? Would you be happy to be ranked for these keywords? Yes, no, like they, they mark off on the report. And we know which keywords to target. So we, at that point, we've done a keyword analysis on their website. We've asked them what keywords work for them, and then we've done a competitor keyword analysis, and we have a, a good idea which keywords to target at that point.
0: Wow, that is that's that's really detailed and so important to see what your competitors are doing and, and doing those long tail keywords because that that makes total sense now. Um, is it just a keyword that you put it in or are those keywords embedded in your website
1: somewhere? So what happens is, let's say you are targeting a particular keyword. Let's say, for example, um, uh, mechanic Los Angeles. So if, if uh, you don't have that keyword on your website, you're not going to get optimized. Mm. So Google, when, they, when it goes in, when their robots go in and spider and crawl your site, your pages need to be tagged correctly. The descriptions, the meta tags, the alt tags, everything needs to be laid out. So Google goes in a split second and leaves. So it needs to understand what page every page is about, where you're located, uh, you know, what are your services that you're offering. And you know, you have your categories and you have your subcategories. And then you need to make it clear to a robot what what it is that you are offering as a business to, to the public. And so if you are targeting a particular keyword and that keyword is not mentioned anywhere on the website, and you don't have any landing pages of, uh, talking about that keyword, you don't have blog posts, videos, uh, links from other websites linking to that landing page, and so on, it's going to be difficult to get ranked for that keyword.
0: That makes sense. I remember years ago that they would have at the bottom of your, your first page All those words at the bottom of the page, you know, that made no sense. It would have every city that was ever done and every keyword you could ever have on there. But that's not what Google's looking for. It sounds like they're looking for what the page is, what what the information is on there, your categories and subcategories, which is pretty technical, but it sounds like it's really important in the setup and not just the words that you're saying in your web page, but it's also the, the structure and setup of it, right?
1: Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's pretty straightforward once you get into it and you understand it um, because it's a robot. It's trying to understand what it is that your business is about. And that example that you gave of having all these things at the bottom of the page, these are things that in time Google, uh, you know, changes its algorithm. And then marketers try to get around Google. And they do these practices where, you know, they'll, they'll, there was something, there's something called keyword stuffing, where uh, they'll yeah. say the same keyword over and over and over again on a, on a page. It could be that there's 500 words on the page and they've, they, they have that keyword maybe 300 times. Wow. So, and sometimes they, uh, you know, they would do cloaking or uh, they would do different things where you could, you don't even see the text. But it's there in the white background and only Google can read it when it spiders it. So there are things that that uh, you know people do to get around Google, but you are not going to fool Google. You may fool, fool them for a short amount of time, but SEO is something that you need to build as you go. And if you're constantly trying to get almost like that sugar rush for a month or three months where you get that traffic and then Google takes you and penalizes you and puts you aside for some time, that is not where the profits of SEO lies. It's, it's you know, today I have 10 reviews a year from now on Yelp and Google, I'm going to have 50 reviews. Two years later, I'm going to have a hundred, you know, uh, I'm going to have links coming in. Uh, my social media is going to grow. Everything is growing in a consistent way that when you look back, you realize, okay, if a competitor comes into my marketplace uh, and, and they just break into it, it's not like they're going to overtake me overnight because I have all of this yeah. effort. I've been creating all these things, this synergy online and then feeding Google and Google is putting it on their search engine. And, uh, you know, there's this uh, relationship between your company and Google. And it's difficult right. to somebody, for somebody just to come in, build a site overnight and then go and compete with you. That just doesn't happen.
0: I like that. The longevity of it. It's, it's it's that relationship. And because Google is showcasing you, right? Um, you're asking them to put you, rank you, right? So that's a, a showcase. You want to do what they ask you want to show you want to show that consistency and uh, you know fresh stuff on your website all the time and videos and pertinent and relevant information. I think that this is um this is this is a long walk it's a long play, a long journey you're doing a marathon, not the sprint right
1: yes exactly yeah because it's a big deal for Google you know when you search for something, the search results come up, and your website is there. It's kind of like Google is playing Matchmaker and saying. Hey user, it would be nice if you met this website because I think what you're looking for they offer it and you should meet and it's making that uh, it's bridging the two parties together. It's almost signing off or vouching for the relationship there. And nice. so it sits back and it watches to see how the relationship is going. One of the ways main ways that it does that is that there's a tool called Google Analytics. Mm-hmm. If uh, your audience, they have a website and they don't have this, it's a free tool. Every website should have it. You, It's something that shows where the traffic is coming in from to your business uh, geographically or from what platform, what kind of device they're using, uh, times of day that they came in, all kinds of data. Like if they came in from a cell phone, what kind of cell phone was it? Was it an iPhone? Was it a Samsung? It'll give you all kinds of data that you can almost drowning sometimes, it's almost too much, but it's good yeah. to have too much. So you can kind of pick and choose the data that you want. Right. And so the thing that Google looks at is, uh, for example, if I had today 100 visitors to my website, and let's say 98 of them stayed for three seconds, and they left. Mm. So Google's going to look at that and think, okay, this is not a good website for this keyword that I've ranked them for inversely, if I have a website and I had hundred visitors that came in from Google and 98 of them stayed for a minute or more then Google is going to think, okay, this is a good, this keyword is a good match with this website. Let me take that keyword from number seven. Let me rank them at number three and let me sprinkle in a couple more keywords that I see are relevant to this website. Let's see how that goes. So it's constantly checking to see if the users are staying because in a way the users are voting. Because if they come and they leave, uh, you know, that means that signals to Google that, okay, this website, you know, I I went, Google, you referred me to this website. I went there. I hated it. I left in two, three seconds. So it's kind of, it's almost like an unofficial vote. And so Google is watching that, making sure that, uh, you know, the user is having a good experience. That's why when we take a look uh, with Google Analytics, we see the top landing pages where uh, users are coming in from to our client's site, and sometimes it's a broken link. Uh, sometimes the website could be that landing page could be better uh, if we're losing a lot of traffic from there. Mm-hmm. So it's a very good tool to look to make sure that you know we're we're able to keep people on the website for as long as the you know for as long as they want to be. Obviously, different industries. You know, if it's a, a newspaper or a news outlet kind of a website. People are going to sit there and read the article for a long time, and maybe go to another. Um, if it's a restaurant or you know something else, maybe they're just going to check the hours, check the menu real quick. You know, it could be a shorter visit. So it differs industry by industry. So Google is making comparisons to that website's competitors.
0: Got it. Got it. Wow. Okay. So. It sounds like this is, you know, it's once you have the recipe dialed in and you kind of know what's going on, how often should you be tweaking your SEO and and making sure that it's on track? Is that something that's required monthly, quarterly, annually, daily? <laughs> how often should you be doing this?
1: Well, it's, you know, it depends how aggressive you want to be with, with the campaign so um well, generally... I mean, we all want
0: more business right so mm-hmm. you know i mean until i'm saying whoa turn it off i can't take anymore i mean i think that's that's a that's a gimme that we're all doing it to get more business
1: it's and, funny you say and that.
0: recognition
1: it's funny you say that because uh Last week I actually got a call from a client saying, "Can you turn off the SEO? We're, we're just overrun." And I'm, "No, there's no way to and I don't no. want to kill off the pages hire that's going to ruin
0: <laughs> hire more people. Yeah. Don't don't do that. Wow, what so, what a problem to have, right? You know, I mean, when you're so darn busy that, you know, you you have to hire more. That's what you bought SEO and that's what you have the website for and you're in business for is is that growth, that trajectory, yeah. right? Is is taking that business to the next level. I love to hear that you've got a client that says, turn it off.
1: <laughs> that was an interesting conversation to have. But yeah. um, to answer your question, you know, there's the first part where you want to make sure that your website is something that is um, appealing to Google. And I don't mean the color scheme or something like that. We want to make sure that the website is, like we talked about, the we don't have any broken links. We don't have any bad user experiences. The load time is good, everything like that. So that can be checked on, let's say monthly. Okay, because sometimes things happen, you'd upload- I uploaded a, you know,
0: something and it broke, right? Yes, you know, you, you have that's a plugin. And
1: yeah, we all have that uh, experience. So that's like a, maybe a monthly, just to take a look at your analytics to make sure that things are functioning properly, maybe run a test on the back end of the site and things like that. As far as getting optimized, um, it's, it's something that, Every time that you create content, it pings Google. Help. So you always are getting Google's, hey, Google, come spider my site. I have something new kind of a thing. Nothing. Nothing. So the more often you do it, I, I suggest you know, uh, once a week is a good number just to kind of stay in front of Google. Now you want to be more aggressive. You're going to need to do more content creation. You're going to need to get more reviews. You're going to need to get, do more link building, videos. You know, there's ways to scale it. But if you want to just kind of get things moving in the right direction, I would say as far as content creation goes, you know, for a month spaced out kind of evenly, and then to take that content and put it on your social media. Mm. Uh, one of the metrics that Google looks at um, is your social media campaign. Really? So if you uh, if you look at, let's say, for example, last month, I had 90 followers on my social media. This month, I have 100. Next month, I have 110.
0: Right. Uh, people are liking
1: people are liking, sharing, commenting, following um, that signals to Google that, you know, this company is kind of going in the right direction. It's not the only metric. There are a bunch of things that they're looking at. So,
0: so for clarity, you post it on your website, but you share it on social media. So you're not taking it, and posting it on social media and with a link to come back to your website. Or are you?
1: You can, you can do either way. And you can see if people are actually clicking from your social media to come back to your Ooh, website. Gotcha. So, um, and and uh, something that I always run into because I have people saying, well, I decided to lean into my social media. So I don't want, like, I don't have a budget to do SEO. The thing is, if you're creating content for your search engine, for your social media campaign, you can take that content and recycle it and use it for your SEO campaign. It's not completely different content. So if you're going through the trouble of trying to get Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram's attention, might as well get the attention of Google also with that same, that same content. So people kind of think like they had to choose and they chose this. And uh, that that's kind of a mistake. Google is looking <coughs> at your social media. So I never suggest to leave social media. But there is, you know, there's this beast here called Google, Yahoo, and Bing. And usually when you're searching on a search engine, you're towards the end of the funnel. You are actively searching to make a decision. Like, where am I going to go tonight for a restaurant? Or my car broke down. Where am I going to take it to? And things like that. You're searching to make a decision. And so you're at the end of the funnel, your decision funnel. So it's very important to stay in front of Google And, you know, try to get that traffic coming in from Google for people that are actively searching for what you have to offer.
0: Love it. Love it. See, I never realized that the two were connected, you know, and I have so many friends and clients that say, oh, I'm just going to do my website's good. Now I'm going to focus on social, but they're not linking it back and they're Mm -hmm. not doing the same thing because because Google is a social beast as well. Right. Right. Absolutely. And then you've got, then you've got the YouTubes that are search engines doing the same thing. So it's, it's like, wow, it's <laughs> okay. So I'm overwhelmed and I know I shouldn't be. And I'm sure my listeners are going, wow, that's a lot to do on a regular basis. You know, how do, how do, how do we hire and what should we expect when we're hiring somebody such as yourself to do that kind of work for us? Because honestly, listeners, Don't do your own social media. I mean, yeah, post and stuff, but I mean, this is like you shouldn't be doing your own accounting either. You need to have the professional do this, or you're going to end up in that vortex and not doing business right. Your job is to bring in customers and 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 fulfill on them. Let someone else do this lane for you. Um, How does that work? How how do we how do we pick somebody?
1: Well, um, you know, it's a first of all, it's a budget issue. There are people, I've had clients where they're like, you know, uh, uh, I can spend this much and it's, you know, a significant amount of money that they want to spend because they want to hit it aggressively. And there are other businesses that, uh, you know, they kind of want to put their toe in uh, and kind of feel their way around. They've been burned in the past or they've heard stories and and things like that. So I always try to set some kind of expectation of what Mm -hmm. to expect. Um, you know, we, we run campaigns, we, we we have some clients in healthcare where literally we just charge for the phone calls that we deliver. Oh. So for example, uh, you know, uh, we set up a call tracking uh, uh, app, we tie it to the website. So if somebody comes in from a SEO campaign that we're doing, it'll show a different phone number. If they mm-hmm. If they come in from a different campaign that we're doing, it'll show a different number. So, but they're all leading to the same landline, the same cell phone. It's just when you're when you're working with uh, when you're you know, tracking with, it. with these platforms because it could be that the that doctor's office, you know, they've been in business for 20 years, they already have traffic coming to their website. So we're not getting credit for what they're already doing. We're, what we're bringing is is different. And so we have we have projects like that depending on the project. So that way we know that hey, this month we sent you, you know, 20 phone calls, five form fills, and here, here's here's what we did. There are other things that, you know, we, we run uh, at the end of each month, we run SEO reports from a third party to show where we are with um, our campaigns. So it could be that we were ranked for, let's say 100 keywords on Google in the top 100. And next month we're at 105. And last month we we're at 90. So we're able to show which keywords we're ranked for, how many keywords, how many in the top three, how many in the top 10. And that nice. way the uh, the user, the, the, the client can see, you know, the Google Analytics, you can see how many visitors came into the site and things like that. Our job is to deliver uh, the traffic and the phone calls and the form fills. What they do after that, you know, wh- whether the price is too high or their customer service isn't good or their product or service is not good, um, you know, that's kind of out of our hands. But right. if we can deliver the, the traffic that then you know are part of the uh, relationship is good.
0: I love it, and you know what? I mean, marketing and and SEO optimization is marketing. It's generating leads and traffic in there. We business owners think that that's a black hole because we come in and and we say, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna expect ten new clients each month from my marketing campaign." And it takes them three months and they haven't gotten any on it and they don't know what you're doing. And it's this like, I'm just giving you money, but I'm not seeing results yet. So I know that marketing has this kind of used car salesman, you know, reputation that is wrong but i mean i love the way that you've set expectations you're you're setting here you're giving reports to show this is these are the things that happened on here and this is how it's going to lead to business and i don't know if you coach the the customers to make sure that when they do get that form filled out or they do have the phone call that there is something that this business is doing to to you know turn that into a client or not Absolutely. but i mean it just um it's it is such a black hole that that from our side from the business owner side that we see and it's so nice and refreshing to hear that you're going to follow up with metrics and you're going to show us what you did and how it was working and and what you should be doing to convert that right yeah
1: yeah awesome. that's i have uh pre covid i used to uh, and after covid hopefully fingers crossed once <laughs> once we get through this <laughs> There's a a, a school, it's called Orange County Search Engine Academy in the Orange County part of Los Angeles, where um, I would teach classes on search engine optimization. And so most of the people, the students that came through, it's pretty intense because they would get together, you know, one week out of every eight, get together students that wanted to learn about it. And for five days, eight to 10 hours a day, going over a thousand slides in those five days, uh, just almost learning a language. Now, the majority, overwhelming majority of the students were not there to learn uh, how to be a digital marketer. They were there because they owned a business and they they got tired of, you know, uh, trying somebody in India and somebody in Texas. And, you know, their their next door neighbor's daughter... Yeah, your yes. next-door neighbor's daughter, is, you know, is good at computers or good at Facebook uploads or whatever. They got sick and tired of it and they know that the future lies in digital marketing. Mm-hmm. And so they came in to learn to learn how to read the reports, to understand what upsets Google, what makes Google happy, what are what do we need to do? And so they would uh, shell out some money and set aside a week out of their life to figure it out, and then after that, they're going to go out and hire a digital marketer in house mm-hmm. or consultant or whatever. So this is something that's important that it cannot be overlooked. Whether you hand it over to somebody or you know they they have more time than they have money, sometimes they they'll do it themselves in the beginning until they get things rolling.
0: Right, you know that makes sense because you know you have to as leaders as business owners, you need to understand the basics of the language. So when you're hiring someone or when your employee is doing it, you're there to lead them and have a little quality control, right? And fact-checking on what they're talking about. And you can't just throw money at a problem and hope it works out. You've got to have a little bit of understanding. Now that doesn't mean you have to go in like, you know, okay, your car needs oil, right? You know it needs oil and every three months you got to replace the oil on it. That doesn't mean you have to go in and do it yourself it just means you have to understand. And I think that's a great tool to teach business owners about the SEO strategies and the pieces that need to be in play so that they can guide their employees and their contractors to do what is necessary to get their business to the next level. So mm-hmm. this, is, this is exactly what we needed. And Eric, you gave us some really fantastic foundational tools on SEO and why we all need to have it because, you know, nobody's Remember the yellow book, right? The, the phone book, you'd flip through and look for the guy that you wanted. That's not existing anymore. It's all online. It's all on our phone and and people are searching. And so you have to be prepared business owners to be listed and ranked so people can find you. And that's exactly what um, Eric has been talking about today. So Eric, where can listeners find out more about you, maybe even this program and and what you have to offer?
1: Sure, um, they could go to my website. This is mysouthbay.com. I've grown up in the South Bay area of Los Angeles. I, I live there. I, I use almost the website as a case study for small business owners that are looking to do uh, local digital marketing campaigns. We do obviously uh, statewide, nationwide. We have some clients out of the country also, uh, depending on your SEO campaign. So if they go to my website, uh, they could book a 15-minute consultation if they have any questions on SEO strategies, if they want to run some reports on their website to see where they're ranked uh, or where their competitors are ranked or keyword analysis or if they have any questions. They could go click on book now and book a 15-minute uh, uh, free consultation.
0: Love it. Thank you. That's super valuable. And I know we all need that because You know, we got to get out of that black hole of, you know, I'm just going to exist or I'm going to keep trying some putting the square peg into the round hole and hope it works. You know, planning and business involves every aspect of it and lead generation and and clients coming to you, where are they going to find you? And I think the number one place is they're typing into Google your keyword and search. So. I mean, that's, that's that's step number one. <laughs> I think it's so important. But um, this has been awesome, Eric. Thank you. Thanks so, so much. Listener, yeah, listeners, I hope you found an idea or two to put into your business that will help you become more profitable. I know that this is like, gosh, this is so important. To, for every business to at least have the presence online so people can find you. And and just Eric's, Eric sounds like he's, you know, I'm, I'm going to book that 15-minute call. <laughs> um, okay, so now more than ever, along with everything else, it's so important to have your own profit plan. And don't forget to pick up my five ways to turn your business into one we're selling right now. Go to my website, TrajectoryBiz, that's bi and uh, we would love, Eric and I would love to hear your questions or ideas or comments, what your experience is with social media and or SEO and everything on how to combine it. Eric and I will both be um, online, so just hit us up with your comments and um, hey, don't forget to subscribe so you can catch next week's show as well. And as always, you can catch Profit With A Plan on any of your favorite podcast players and we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Eric. Thank you.